Padoom! No, oh, no, no, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Four seasons at a funeral. That's the train wreck you just walked in on. I'm one of your hosts, David. Joining me, as always, are Charlie and Nick, who are less of a train wreck than I am, but I'm st- uh, but they're still pretty big train wrecks. I would mm-hmm. say, like, I'm a big, like, freighter train, and they're, like, passenger trains, um, but we're all wrecks deep inside. <laughs> so you uh, hurt the economy more, and we just caused loss of life? I mean, loss of life hurts the economy as well, depending on, especially depending on how much I think, life. <laughs> I think less than a freight train. Really? Like a full passenger train? It depends, uh, it depends on what kind of passenger train, because it's all like middle class riding the train. Yeah, but if there's anything we've learned about the pandemic, it's that the middle class are what holds the economy up. Oh, no, it's the lower class. It's all your yeah, fast food true. workers. Middle it's class. true. We should kill the middle class as well, too. No, we should just tax the rich and maybe eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, trying- today I'm- we're talking about season four, episode 10 of Fringe, Forced Perspective. Sorry, I'm still trying to think who would be on board with kill the middle class. Like, legitimately, <laughs> what what group of people? Like, I the actually lower don't Republican know. class, as they have been convinced it's the middle class that is causing all their issues. Well, no, they're convinced uh, they're the middle class. So you could tr- yeah. you could convince them that the actual middle class is the upper class. <laughs> you say could like this hasn't already been done. Yeah, it's upsetting, man. Do you guys hear about all the, all the fun, like, epic hack stuff that came out lately? What epic hack stuff? Oh, um, Anonymous hacked a uh, web hosting, or, like, a domain, like, selling website, um, mm-hmm. Epic, with a K, um, that was known for um, uh, essentially selling a bunch of domains to uh, far-right people. So all of these people that were hosting these far-right domains that decided to use their credit cards and real, like, information to, uh, like, buy these websites, um, all of that information got leaked uh, recently. And there was a second string of that. So the first one was, I think, 180 gigabytes of data got leaked. And then Anonymous was like, hey, actually, wave number two, 300 more gigabytes. Um, But when does someone get stabbed over the naming of an Audacity branch? (laughs) (laughs) And when will the police stop this anonymous person? <laughs> who uh, is anonymous? Who, who is, is this famous 4chan? hacker? This famous uh, hacker named Anonymous. Some of um, that early like 2000s news reporting hurts my soul, but also fills me of joy. Especially every time someone pronounces backslash when saying URL, I want to <laughs> die. They have to go to the URL www. Google.com no, backslash. No, you, you missed the HTTP. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, because we're talking 2003. HTTP colon backslash backslash. <laughs> it hurts my go. soul. <laughs> you, you did it. Um, what yeah, a revelation um, bunch, it was. Bunch for people like... have already lost their jobs because of it. Yeah. Because names got released and uh, some, some people went, ooh, I don't really want to be associated do, with that person. My, do my company have, should not be associated with that person. Do I have sympathy for people hosting far-right websites? No. <laughs> <laughs> As a minority, hmm. no. <laughs> should I be sad that Bill the Nazi got fired because he ran a website that said Nazis are right.com? Hmm. 
That's a toughie. Should I be sad that all that Stormfront fan fiction is off the web, off the internet? Hmm. Stormfront, it's amazing the boys how, character. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's amazing how the boys named a character Stormfront in the modern day, and not, and everyone kind of went, "Oh, what a neat name!" Not, hmm, that's the name of an all right Nazi forum. Almost like that's what they were going for. <laughs> Almost that's what the original character was based off of. Amazing. I feel like people forgot about Stormfront, and people need to remember Stormfront's still a thing. No one has a fucking memory for anything on the internet, which is fucking infuriating. Like, just, it's not even far gone, and people will talk about shit, like, that happened, like, ten years ago. Like, it's ancient history. But it's not. Like, all this kind of shit is still happening, has happened, and it's just, the internet is an ever-changing, evolving place, but it still has a history to it. And you can find it. It's just annoying as all fuck. Listen, David, if I go on the fucking, internet and I don't get upset hate about zoomers. something. David, if I go on the, David, <laughs> if I go on the internet and I'm on the internet for a full week and I don't see anything about it in the thing, that thing doesn't exist on the internet. Uh, I was rewatching Inside and I got to the <laughs> Welcome to the Internet song and when he goes into like that sad part about like how it didn't always used to be like this, I it just hurt me. I was just like, Oh, I remember that time. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys i had no friends i was on the internet that at that age <laughs> i showed it to you guys last time we hung out but it's the youtube video unforgivable number one and it's just this dude ranting in the woods and it's black and white mm-hmm. and it got posted to reddit today and some people were like oh my god this was my favorite video growing up and i was like oh god i'm old because <laughs> <laughs> like it was so old that one of the older coworkers I had at my summer job, he and I would constantly quote it to each other because one of the great lines is like, "This dude, it's just a nonsense story where he's like, oh, I went to go buy some jeans. I was going to steal them because I don't got no money. I held them up to the girl and said, what does that smell like? She didn't know. Anyway, got her number. <laughs> it's just the stupidest fucking video and I love it so much. But it's and old, it's, Charlie. It's all it's just, so old. <laughs> It came from a time where there was like 20 videos on YouTube and this was three of them. Well, I just remember also like I dropped a Homestar Runner reference <laughs> the other day and someone like just a year younger than us didn't know what Homestar Runner was. And I went, damn it, you went outside as a kid, eh? <laughs> I don't know what Homestar Runner is, so. Mm. You went outside as a kid, eh? <laughs> I- I did. I did. I had dial-up internet until I was in like seventh or eighth grade. So did I. I was still every day at Homestar Runner, every Saturday watching the speed mails. <laughs> <laughs> that in Newgrounds, you don't you don't know what the pain was like loading up flash games on dial-up internet on Newgrounds or Neopets. You don't know the, the pain of times. getting close to beating Fancy Pants Adventure <laughs> Three and your mom making a phone call. Oh, Fancy Pants Adventure was a good time. I do remember that Flash game. <laughs> well, now that the old man yelling at the uh, wind section is over, let's get into the TV guide. Excuse oh, you, it's the old way, man yells at Cloud. I, I, don't think, I don't think either Charlie or I actually introduced ourselves at any point during this episode. This is like episode 84, for fuck's sake. <laughs> they yeah, should know and... who you fuckers are. Really, yeah. we only need to introduce two of us. 
And then hopefully the audience can piece together who the third person is. It's not like our voices are that similar either. I feel like we have very distinct voices. Uh, We don't have the McElroy problem. No, David, it's, trust me, like, literally, like, any group of people on the internet, that at least two of them are going to sound the exact same, just, just well, to, yeah, like, but random you, people. You two are literally, like, a foot taller than I am. If we have similar voices, something's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but what if Charlie and I just have the same voice to all the, like, internet listeners right now? Yeah. I feel like they can hear the whiteness from your voice, though. <laughs> Wow, are are you saying that to me or Charlie? Which which one of us has the white voice, David? Yeah, David, which the, one of the, us has the white voice? The internet listeners can't tell. I can Just tell. Just because I pick avocados at the farmer's market doesn't mean I have a you white voice. You said that so awkwardly, like it would hurt your soul. No, because we go to the farm boy and they have them in little baskets for us. All right, oh, that's so TV nice. guide. TV guy. <laughs> Olivia is preoccupied by a warning from the observers, while Peter helps with the search for a girl with mysterious powers to see the future. First of all, no he fucking doesn't. <laughs> what do you mean, David? There's there's a mysterious girl with powers to see the future, I guess? Yeah, but Peter does like jack shit to find her. <laughs> what do you mean? He... <laughs> Look, look at Peter in the lab doing his other shit right now. <laughs> Working on a different project while there are deaths. Uh, um, but hey, let's let's get into this episode because I fucking love the first scene of this episode. Um, they where... brought back the observer room. God, they brought back our favorite, our favorite fucking <laughs> shit from season one. The longest running joke <laughs> on this show has come back. Which is so funny, because it's just, they, we start on a bunch of pictures of the Observer, and just Broyles going, we've been watching them for three years. <laughs> so, my favorite part about this is that, so like, sure, we're going to focus on that reference, but the whole, ah, I see you found the Observer doesn't come until later in this episode, and is amazing because of it. It's so stupid. It's just... To me, that implies that e- either the writers were like, okay, we need to call back what is the most identifiable like, kind of line from that episode with the Observers originally, or they were in on the, on the joke as well. I, Which... I don't think they were, because honestly, it's not brought up that much. I think it's like two or three times in season one, and we've memed the fuck out of it. But it's not like it comes that up that often in the rest of the episodes. But well, David, no, we, the, why do you think it doesn't pop up in the rest of the episode? Because the writers meme the fuck out of it while writing the episodes. <laughs> Just every time Broil shows up. Like uh, I've all, seen all you've got, discovered this is... murder scene that I called you to. All I, get, all I can say is that is the only reason why Broyles needs to be at all these murder scenes and all of these fringe <laughs> events. And it's just, it's so much better this way. I just I honestly... want Lance Reddick on set for five minutes a day reading this one line for every single episode. <laughs> all right, new request. Can we, can we get a cameo from Lance Reddick of, ju- of just him saying, ah, I see you found the insert whatever we want here. Uh, <laughs> and then have him read off a list of like 50 things. <laughs> Ah, I see you've discovered the surprise birthday party for your 27th birthday, Nick. (laughs) It's just, I feel like that would be a terrible detective game you could, you could make. 
Oh, <laughs> just, oh it'd be so good, though. You're oh. Sherlock Holmes, but it's just Lance Reddick constantly telling you, ah, I see you've discovered. <laughs> every time, it's a point-and-click game, but every time you pick something up. <laughs> Lance Reddick, in full video motion capture, <laughs> walks across your screen and goes, ah, I see you found the hairbrush. That could be used to get the knots out of your hair. Or maybe something else. <laughs> but, but like, the screen doesn't freeze when that happens. You can pick up other things, and a second Lance Reddick will walk on and wait Ooh. behind the first one. <laughs> He'll wait his turn. No, 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 no. They don't wait their turns, David. We're, we're, we're making some buggy-ass shit right here. They all I just start speaking at the same time. I don't know. I think it's funnier if they patiently wait, and you have, like, five Lance Reddicks on screen queued no, David, up to I... tell you something. Just, like, checking his watch. <laughs> Yeah, no, just, da- no, David. Uh, amazingly added, like, wait cycle. Just a 30-minute unique wait cycle. <laughs> no, David, I want, I want like, in rows, Lance Reddick going, ah, I see you found, uh, but with, like, five of them clipping in and out of each other as they're just vying for your attention. That is what I want. Wait, no, no, listen to me. You found something much more important than that ruler. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but the Lance Reddick who's waiting at the end has the actual murder weapon and he's waiting for his turn. No, when you find the murder weapon, if you have a bunch more queued up, he starts killing the other Lance Reddicks. <laughs> he goes, gets what you found, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's just one Samuel Jackson. <laughs> it's when you find a snake. Uh, anyway. is, is it a is it a D game and he just yeets it out of the dimension they're in <laughs> with the same line like we just do a poorly rendered green screen like rotoscope from sick of snakes these motherfucking on snakes on this motherfucking material plane <laughs> uh, but yeah right. we're back in the observer room and there's all these pictures of the observer and God. bros is like hey did you know that the blood that you found at the opera house has antibodies for the Spanish flu from 1919. Which also means the observers can catch diseases. (laughs) Or needed to be inoculated against Yeah, it's it's more that like, yeah, no, they probably got the vaccine for it. Oh my God, that's why he doesn't have emotions. He's autistic. (laughs) Oh no, but that still implies that they could catch the flu. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think what's more impressive is this also means that they... Like, there's no way that they walked up to a to a place and were like, "Hi, I require a flu vaccine." Uh, <laughs> well, but that also means like, does the do the observers just catch like the common cold like occasionally? They, they... <laughs> or alternatively, their immune systems are so sophisticated, he came into contact with someone who had the flu and instantly developed antibodies for it. And that's why, and that's why, when we remember back to that one Observer episode, when he takes the, like, inhaler, he just goes, oh, little baby, have the sniffles? <laughs> they not breathe right? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, does little baby's airways constrict unless given steroids? Oh, little baby want their with steroids? <laughs> little baby need her vape? All right, we've had our two callbacks of the episode. I'm glad that we got them out of the way before we've been introduced to any plot points in this episode. Uh, 18 minutes in the recording. <laughs> but yeah, Olivia's like, wow, he looks good for his old age despite the hair loss. But she, what, he wasn't there to kill me, I don't think, I hope. He was just there to warn me. Yeah, because 
Burroughs is like, we're going to find him, blah, 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 because he threatened we're gonna, you. We're going to bring him to justice. Because he told you that he saw all the timelines and you need to die. <laughs> Which Burroughs takes as a threat, rightfully. And Olivia's like, no, I think it was a warning. A threat is a warning, right? Yeah, like- Burroughs is like, yeah, a warning that he's going to try to fucking kill you. <laughs> So, so, so yes, I will, I will state that a threat is a warning, but a threat is a warning that is being carried out by the person who has made that warning. <laughs> not necessarily. I, mean, uh, I guess not. Well, no, they are going to be in some, pl- they are going to play some part in whatever that warning is. I will accept that. I think yeah. all threats are warnings, not all warnings are threats. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really weird if all warnings were threats. <laughs> hey, Charlie, watch out. You're going to trip down those stairs. Is it a, a warning threat? or is it a threat? <laughs> Depends on how you say it and whether you're not you're tripping him on the stairs. If Yeah, if you're super casual, like, oh, man, watch out. This expensive vase might break unless you pay me protection money. It'd be a shame if you trip down these stairs and break all your bones. <laughs> I don't know. If I fall down the stairs and break all my bones, you would break all your bones. Let me assure you. That fall, it is, a, it is, a, it is <laughs> you a hold shock up fingers the to amount air of baseball quotes. bats that you would fall into. <laughs> that fall would definitely break every bone in your body. I have a friend who's a very good chiro- chiropractor. Trust me. <laughs> hey, speaking of a guy who needs a really good chiropractor, uh, he's about to come into frame after we see this uh, girl doing a very nice little painting of the flower shop across the street. Yep. Yep. Um, but and then, then just blinks hard. Yeah, she blinks super hard and is like, oh, man, stupid headache. I got to draw something real quick and starts like looking around frantically, sketching stuff. She sees a guy, draws him and then runs up and is like, hey, man, you're going to die. And he's like, is that a warning or a threat? (laughs) And she's like, you know, those TikToks where like people draw each other on the subway. Well, that's not invented yet. So this is just a threat. Also, here you are. Or no, not yet, because uh, he like passed it to his coworker or something, and she's like, like "What oh, the man. fuck? Why would you draw? Why would she draw this?" And he's like, "Well, she's just a teenager, you know. Teenagers they go through a depressive phase, and they gotta share it out to the world." Anyways, <laughs> oh hey, look, construction. Oh look, a girder. <laughs> I I bet you this eye beam won't impale me through the chest. Oh, just like what's swinging. drawn right here. <laughs> And then a construction worker shouts, look out, the I-beam falls off of the uh, crane and impales him through his chest. <laughs> exactly how she an drew. Yeah, and the co-worker screams as we get a close-up of the drawing. It's not very good, to be honest. It's really not, actually. <laughs> I will, fuck you guys, she had 30 <laughs> seconds to draw that shit. Hey, I've seen the 30-second art TikToks, they're a lot better than that. Nick, you don't you don't get a you don't you don't you don't get an opinion when it comes to drawing. <laughs> you can't draw at all. You're right, but that's why this is fucking impressive for thirty seconds. <laughs> I've got your back, random character in fringe. <laughs> I asked Nick to draw a dog once. Oh no, 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 David, we don't have to go there. It's fine. <laughs> yes, you do. I haven't heard this story. It was just no, no, no. It was just, hey Nick, can you draw a dog? And Nick, I really don't think I can. I'm like, just try. And he drew was like a deformed Snoopy. Oh, it was it was bad. Uh, just, it was all head. Yeah. So 
so so david do you remember back to first year engineering when we had to go and draw a part of a building yes we had an assignment that was perspective oh. drawing and they gave us different <laughs> buildings that we had to draw Fucking i remember seeing all forever. those stupid fucking engineers going around campus drawing shit and you're like hmm art student in class or engineering student trying not to fail <laughs> uh i think i got like a b on that and i was pretty proud of that considering <laughs> my ability to draw is uh well, it was Suspect. just meant to be like a structural sketch. It wasn't meant to be like a beautiful art piece. You just had to get the shape of the building right on the paper. Yeah. And then our one friend who can draw was like, look what I did. And I think you all told her to fuck off. Yes. I, I didn't know her that well at that point. So I got a building with a fucking rounded roof. <laughs> that was bullshit. She got a fucking box. It wasn't fair. Oh, yeah. She got, I got, a, she got, I got the a new part Earths. of the arena, which was amazing. <laughs> she, got, she got the new newish art building and then you got the old library right yeah it was fucking just it was so hard to draw yeah i just got part of the arena it was great i should have just taken a picture and traced it no (laughs) take it a picture and run it through the pencil filter on photoshop (laughs) uh all right we are four minutes into the episode guys i believe in us Alright, so um, that's the cold open. We get the nice horror movie Woman Scream again, which is a nice callback, I guess, to uh, Fringe in general. Season 1. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. it right now. Um, and then what, what's the first scene right after the cold open? Walter helping Peter in the lab. Well, they have finally uh, yeah. working together. Do we get a... I, think, I thought we got like a short flashback as well of Walter, like Walter showing up again and explaining um, his stance. Uh, that might house. have been that, at the. That's the last that is time. The, that is the. Okay, that, that was just the last, last episode time. stuff. No, okay, we open up on fringe. Peter just writing out. I think there's some genetic code. There's some. Right, because Peter's talking about trying to get into the machine, but because he doesn't exist in this timeline, the machine won't be coded to him. Um, so also, they need to figure out some sort of like device that will allow him to connect to it or something. Also, can someone explain. The idea behind transparent whiteboards to me, because they seem completely fucking useless to viewing anything in like big picture. Because there's um, shit behind fancy. them. They look fancy on TV. You can put up like a structural drawing on the backside, and then you can draw on the structural drawing on the whiteboard. Or like okay. you can put paper and stuff on the other side. But they're not doing that here. So no, but that's because that's because the prop department doesn't know how to use them. <laughs> I firmly believe that it's just because it looks fancy. Like that, oh, that's probably. that's how you know that you're at a high, uh, like high no, end. No, but sort it of doesn't. Location. It doesn't they, look fancy because I can't see what's written on the whiteboard with any real clarity. No, but well, I Charlie, do think go there get is better eyes, nerd. <laughs> I do think there is a use case for transparent whiteboards. <laughs> yes, there is, and this isn't one of them, and it makes me upset. No. The other use case oh. would be for D and D. Anyways, um, yeah. So they're discussing all of that. Um and we have Olivia uh, walk in. Yes, Olivia walks in. She's like, "Oh, what are they talking about?" Astrid is coming in with like coffee or something, and she's like, "Oh, fuck if I know," and really uh just doesn't care. Um and Olivia looks very Olivia is very distracted this episode. Um mostly because of the observer warning. Yeah, and her impending death. Um, at which point she gets a phone call from Lincoln. Lincoln's like, hey, so this man got impaled by a girder, but here's the strange thing. Someone warned him it was going to happen before it happened. 
And Elise is like, "Oh my fucking god! What did he look like? Was he bald?" And he, she's like, he, "And Lincoln's like, no, it was like a fourteen-year-old girl. <laughs> it was some. It was some edgy teenager. We're pretty sure, huh? Yeah, like his coworker was there with him, and she described it as a fourteen-year-old child. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, so, um, we then cut back to." the teenager in question getting back home uh, yeah she's point. on the bus um and she's doing some doodling and then she gets that weird headachey emotion again looks around sees a random dude starts nope. drawing nope. no no nope. nope. no is that later you are you are that is later this is literally just our intro scene to them where uh we learn that they've just moved here um her brother has started to make friends um with some of the kids in his class Oh, um, fucking backstory. Her, Who cares? <laughs> her, da- her dad got a job, and they're like, yeah, I start work tomorrow, which, goddamn. Uh, uh, I guess in our current climate, yeah, that's that's a lot of jobs right now. Um, but <laughs> You mean he doesn't go, yeah, I have my third round interview tomorrow. <laughs> Still got to do my skills assessment. If I get through yeah, the they... third round, I get to whiteboard some code, and then maybe I get a call back to do a personality mm-hmm. test. Then I'm going to have to do an algorithmic test and just <laughs> think up algorithms. Nah, Wait, he, he's, you, li- he's living you... in a literally current day where it was like, yeah, no, they like waived the drug test, which I'm, st- you know, I, I sure as hell wouldn't have passed, but they, they waived it for me <laughs> and I'm, I'm starting work tomorrow, I guess. Uh, 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 imagine getting a job within like two interviews. That was co-op at least. Co-op was... Really? I still had two round interviews at my co-ops. I did. All my co-ops were single round interviews. Hell, front, like my first, my first, uh, my first co-op was like not even really an interview. I reached out to them. They're like, "Yeah, probably." And we just want to learn. We just want to make sure you're like an actual person. So we had. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> David, I I went and got all the funding for them for that, and then put in way more than the two grand that they paid me out of their own pockets in the four months that I worked there. Oh, at least I earned way more than you did. <laughs> that first co-op, I got paid fucking trash. I got eight grand, and I had to move to a different province. Uh, province for you Americans is our version of states. It's like Unless two it's states. A territory. In which case, it's all just Alaska. If you hear territory, think Alaska. But big, bigger. Like, way, way bigger. Well, yeah. there's three of them. And all of them are bigger. <laughs> Canada's very big. Um, where are we in this episode? Why is this we, so we rambling just got, today? We just got through. We just got through the the backstory. Um, yeah, the dad's like, "Oh, you've been drawing again. I thought I told you not to do that because you're a fucking nerd." Uh, more, more. It was more like, like it "Oh, you're again. drawing the yeah." Um, and we learned that they're super religious, at least. Well, no, she he doesn't. She doesn't bring up the the fact that it's um. That it happened again. He's like, oh, well, I'll make it through. Uh, things will be easier, especially because your your unique ability hasn't surfaced recently, right? Ooh. Okay, now go to sleep. Stop Stop having the windows open while you draw things. You're not allowed to see people while you draw. S- stop drawing where we used to live. This is where we live now. Draw concrete streets and brick walls. Yeah, Boston. Like every coming-of-age movie where they go to New York from Ohio. Um, they're like, yeah, oh, I'm in the big city, and they open the window, and there's just a brick wall. 
They're like, oh, no, New York's not as nice as I thought it was. Wow. Wow. Even Owen um, Wilson doesn't like New York. Wow. I'm so sorry, Nick. I don't know what's wrong with us today. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to try and drag this episode along. <laughs> let's um, let's come to what was honestly kind of like a weird scene, purely because it was Broyles visiting Olivia at her desk. Um, <laughs> it was Broyles like, hey, I know this thing has been crazy, but if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. Basically. Olivia, so uh, I've discovered that you're getting a lot of medication recently. <laughs> yeah, Pearl's going, hey, uh, I had to <laughs> if do you some need research Oxy. in you. If you need Oxy, hit me up. I know a guy. <laughs> ah, yes, the official tw- FBI doctor? <laughs> ah, yes, back in 2011, when everyone was like, nah, this can't be a problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's like, I need everyone to perform a peak... Uh, efficiency. Here's some uppers. Everyone, please start microdosing LSD. I hear that's what they do at Silicon Valley. <laughs> More so than we are already putting in your water supply. I mean, what? I mean, what? Um, but yeah, basically, Broyles being like, hey, so not only have you claimed that this that this observer guy came and told you you were going to die, but also you're taking like a lot of migraine medication. Like, a lot of it. Uh, should I be concerned? Have you checked your head for a tumor? Would you like a security detail? Olivia's pretty much like, no, it's fine. I've just been having migraines. I'm taking the medication to handle it, to manage the pain. It's fine. And Bros is like, are you sure you don't want any time off or like anything? And Olivia's like, fuck you, dad. You're not my real dad. Now I'm going to go kill my real dad. (laughs) Well, no, she killed her fake dad. I killed my fake real dad. (laughs) And I'll kill you too. Uh, but yeah, so she then storms, quote unquote, storms off, just walks off after being like, don't worry, Broyles, it's fine. Um, and Lincoln runs into her in what I can only assume is the washroom, which is kind of weird. But it can't be the washroom, right? Like, I have to be wrong about this. It's probably she goes not. to a water cooler. Oh, that is just a water There's cooler. Just I don't know lo- why. It looked like she was washing her hands and there was a mirror there. Like, well, there is there is a there mirror is, there above the water yeah. cooler, so all the yeah. agents can look into their own dead eyes as they go, "Oh, this is the FBI break room. I thought I had made it, but nope. Some woman yeah. got turned inside out by sneezing the other day. <laughs> I can't hug my kids anymore. At least I have this water cooler. It's a real shame. It's a real shame that my veins are full of spiders now, and I can't tell anyone, including my own family." <laughs> Oh man, do you remember last week where Jim- Jimmy drank at the water cooler and got turned into moss? Oh. <laughs> but hey, now we have this nice plant accent wall. <laughs> How you doing, Jim? <laughs> yep, we weren't allowed to kill him, so he's just here. He's <laughs> just here. Also, his family doesn't know. We had to go and tell them that he eloped with his uh, with a fake... Uh... <laughs> we told them that he was a pedophile. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Well, then they don't go looking for him. (laughs) We Elon Musked him? (laughs) (laughs) Where did he go? We haven't seen him for days. He's uh, dead? No, that's too harsh. He's a pedophile. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) They're like, this doesn't explain anything. (laughs) Nick, please help us. All right, anyways, they, they ID the girl. Wow, Lincoln's doing all the work this episode because the rest of the French team can't give a shit about this case. Um, almost like this episode. <laughs> almost like I guess I'm Lincoln in this episode. Uh, uh-oh. 
Um, all right, <laughs> cut back to the girl. She's on a bus now. Wow, she starts drawing again because you know Man. she hasn't learned anything. Who could have seen that she was going to be on a bus? <laughs> Definitely not David. It's almost like yeah. he can see the future and preclude events that are going to happen. Uh, so she's on the fucking bus. She's drawing it, dude. Um, the dude gets off the bus before she finishes the drawing or, and she looks up and she's like, oh, fuck, I gotta go chase that dude down. She gets off the bus. She tells the bus driver to like, hey, stop, stop the bus, I guess. And she goes to chase him, but she lost track of him. She can't see. And she looks up presumably towards God and goes, oh, I tried. Um, and then we still don't know what this drawing is. We're just like, I guess this dude dies. Yep. That's the Uh, assumption. Uh, Lincoln and Olivia we've... show up at her house, and her dad's like, "What's this about?" And they're like, "Your daughter's a terrorist, sir." No, We're they're they're like, "Hey, they're like, hey, she's a." Do you know? The, um, do you, you know seen, who this have woman you seen is? This person, yeah. Have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen this woman? Um, we've heard reports from some of your neighbors that like, they are pretty sure that she's in Syria. Uh, at which point, um, both both of them deny it. Um, Olivia goes, "Oh, cool. Who else lives here?" Um, they're like, oh, just our son. Hey, son, have you seen this person? The son goes, the, no, they, they no, bring I. The kid in who also lies. No, I haven't. And then the dad's like, well, actually, now I'm looking at it again. Kind of looks like that, uh, like a girl we see at the park sometime on the other side of town. Isn't that right, son? <laughs> the child just For, goes, yep, yep, that seems about right. I think I've yeah. seen her before at that park. Yeah, yeah, that that park that's four <laughs> blocks away. You guys should check over there. Um. <laughs> which point olivia's like all right cool i guess we'll leave you be um and olivia finally does her job because as they're uh um is as this olivia away, doing her job or is this well, just she's being a happy observant. coincidence she's being observant because she's like hey look that exact same red backpack was on their uh would you say she's on their an dresser. observer <laughs> all right anyways um... <laughs> observe these nuts <laughs> fucking got him Hey, hey, David, what's my Gotham counter for today? Uh, zero or, still. Or Excellent. Damn, you have, you have not been gotten? <laughs> <laughs> Audience, in case you're wondering, Charlie's been trying to trying to get some D's Nuts jokes going, happening all today, and I've just had absolutely none of it. Uh, <laughs> you say it like I'm trying earnestly. <laughs> fortunately, you're not, but I'm still very proud of my zero counter, so uh, we take those. Um... <laughs> Anyways, um, they, Olivia and Lincoln then head outside after going, yeah, we're pretty sure it's that child, so I guess we'll go do some research and see if we can find out more stuff about that family. Um, and as they're walking out, wow, the girl's walking back at that moment. And they're like, hey, uh, we need to talk to you. Um, girl, that's definitely not part of that family, and therefore it's fine for us to be talking to you. Uh, yep. And then they start asking her some questions. They're like, hey, so you can see when people die, right? Isn't that Listen, cool? you're not you're not in trouble. It's fine. We just we we're kind like we want to know what's going on. Uh, we see some weird stuff, and this is definitely some weird stuff. Uh, yeah. And then which, the dad comes out and is like, "Whoa, what the fuck? You can't talk to her without my permission. She's a minor." You can't talk to my child. At which point, Olivia doesn't go. Hey, uh, you're coming down to the station, I guess. That's you're impeding an investigation you're just you just straight up lied to me that this wasn't your that this wasn't your daughter no instead they pull i think the sketchier card to go which is listen if she doesn't want to she can stop talking right isn't that right child 
<laughs> at which at which point the dad then looks and gives the most you know you have all the freedom in the world my child uh, question <laughs> of would you like to keep talking to these people and There's... the child goes no no please stop talking to me <laughs> man emily has like absolutely no agency in this entire episode it's so fucked yeah so um... unbelievably fucked <laughs> so she heads back inside with her dad, and Olivia and Lincoln are like, "Well, what do we do now?" Ooh. And Olivia's like, "Hey, uh, here's here's my card in case you change your mind or your daughter changes her mind about wanting to talk." As she looks directly at Emily, <laughs> almost like, "I know what you're going to do. Find this card when your dad throws it in the trash as soon as you get inside." You have agency. <laughs> Um, at which point, um, we, as well, during that scene, we learn that, um, this isn't the first time that they've run into law enforcement from the dad, and, uh, Massive Dynamic has been a part of this and has been trying to run experiments on the, on Emily. Not trying. Um, they have, and they yeah, ran they away from them. Yeah. <laughs> they've um, been poked and prodded with all kinds of weird tests. And Olivia's like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> At which point Olivia's like, hey, I gotta go make a quick trip to New York, I guess. Um, I'll be back. What the hell, stepmom? Oh, no. Which has a very different contextual meaning now than it did when this episode aired. That is, that is correct. So um, do we cut straight to Master Dynamic here, or is there a scene in between? Um, we do have the dad once again being like, the, the dad just assuring Emily once they're inside, being like, hey, you can't talk to them. Like, we know what happens. We've had this happen to us in the past. Which point she's like, but I feel like they're different. Uh, I swear, I'm like this close to getting my own crime procedural series. <laughs> like you, you don't understand. There's so many shows like this that were coming out at this time about being able to see the future and predicting crime. It'd be so easy right now. A hundred percent. Like it'd be like the artist or something, something catchy like that. Oh fuck! What was what's the one that I'm thinking of? There was one that that was around just before Fringe started that ran for like six seasons or something. It was literally just guy guy goes into coma, guy wakes up out of coma, um, can like touch things and see the future. Uh, Are you thinking of the Dead Zone? The Dead Zone. Yes, I am. That also didn't just come out before Fringe. That is one of Stephen King's best novels. Fair. Um, and had yeah, a no, they... movie adaptation starring Christopher Walken. Oh. And then also six seasons of a TV yeah, show. Yeah, then also a very successful TV show. I'm just glad um... it had more than five, so it's out of the running. <laughs> um, but yes, that's what I was thinking about. Anyways. Um, so yeah, let's head to Massive Dynamic, because that is our next scene here, um, yeah. where Olivia's not, you know, not accusing Nina of anything, but also kind of goes, hey, what the fuck? No child testing? I thought we agreed on this. Uh, um, and Nina, <laughs> at first, is extremely unapologetic and just goes, yeah, we tested on that child. Oh, right. Uh, and then Olivia's, like, very annoyed. <laughs> I what are you going to they... do about it, nerd? This is such a good... I, I found this scene so funny, just because Nina's like, yeah, we tested on that fucking child. Oh, right, you were a child that was tested on. You don't appreciate mm. this. I, I think the most important thing as well is that if you're, if you're watching, like, if you're watching this, like, if you're watching the scene, the way that Nina says everything is 
the exact way that like a corporation would spin this because they're like, hey, we didn't do anything wrong. We approached the family after we heard about it. We just wanted to record everything that was going on so that we could further our ideas of the brain. And we were going to play like we were going to give her a full ride through school. We we're going to pay for all her school. But her dad said no. Uh, which yeah, point Olivia's like, whoa. <laughs> Wouldn't let us experiment on her child for 100K. <laughs> which point Olivia's like, whoa, all right. What you said there was a very corporate way of saying we tried to legally test on a child. Uh, um, and eventually Nina, like, sort of half apologizes, not really. Um, and she just Im immediately sort of deflects the topic as well. Um, very skillful from Nina. Very, very skilled, but... Um, oh, yeah. We're, 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 getting, we're getting the sort of, like, like very like silver tongued Nina here, uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, fortunately, um, all of this awkwardness is broken up by um, a phone call that Olivia gets. Uh, and hey, look, uh, Emily, she has agency finally. Um, she Yay! stole that card. Um, she she ran away to that park that she was drawing, um, and is calling Olivia from a nice, like a beautiful little bench. Uh, beautiful little that place. Won't be, and like, that hey. won't be a sad bench ever. Yep. No, literally nice, never. There's there's nothing bench. weird. <laughs> nothing terrible about this scene at all. Um Yep. And so uh she eventually I think we cut to the lab now where Uh no, um, we cut to Olivia coming out and meeting her here. Uh um, Oh, okay. Right. There's this scene here. Yeah. Because look, it's just a nice happy place. Um and Emily wants to help out and she's like, "Hey, uh, I finished that drawing of that guy." And I think it's a lot worse than just a single dude dying, um, as she's as she's got like you know ten, fifteen people just all dead in some rubble. Uh, oh no! Explosion! Is it explosion, Earthquake. David? Are, are you are you sure? Are you sure it's an explosion and not just a construction accident? Uh, There's no girders through chest, so it can't be an accident. <laughs> Every other drawing if... she's ever done before has been girder through the chest. <laughs> Well, no, I, I like to think I like to think that like she's not just the artist; she's the construction artist because she can only like see the future for deaths that involve construction accidents. Uh, Osha like loves the, her. Just like the idea of like meeting a man or seeing like a woman or something like in the middle of the desert and just they like, get crushed by a forklift. Like, Wait, what? How? No, a girder just flies out of the sky and crushes them. And it's like, what the fuck happened? A plane was carrying construction. <laughs> materials to south uh to new delhi and it just it came and it, it crushed and killed her as a freak accident what's even more curious is this teenage girl was also in the middle of the desert and handed her a piece of paper just before she died sorry folks this sorry, is the i-beam killer i've also now got the tagline for this for this new amazing show um which is just osha loves her construction firms <laughs> OSHA would hate her. They don't want on-site deaths. Yeah, but they'd be able... If she's able to give them to OSHA, they could be like, hey, stop doing this shit. She doesn't work with the police. She just works with OSHA. <laughs> yeah, because OSHA then goes in and sues the shit out of these companies because they're like, hey, look, she drew all these things before. It was gonna happen. <laughs> this wasn't a freak accident. It's just her drawing OSHA violations. <laughs> she's an undercover inspector, and she's been highlighting all the dangers. And you ignore them. 
And, and sorry, the, also the name for it is now going to be like building up new art or something. Uh... Building up new art? Oh no, it should be like the safety artist or something. Uh, I for safety. Oh, oh that's a good go. one. Yeah, there we go. Or even better, um, SI safety. Safety inspector. Safety inspector. <laughs> Wait, sorry, can we can we make it CSI somehow? Um construction safety inspector, CSI. Uh clairvoyant safety inspector. Oh, Ooh. even better. <laughs> or no, no, no. It's um PSI, which is psychic safety inspector, but also has the shorthand of Psy. Uh. I do I do like it. I think it's good. Everyone, I hope you look forward okay, let's to go pitch- our upcoming <laughs> Our upcoming television show on CTV. Is is our pitch just showing them this episode of Fringe and going, look, we can we can build <laughs> off of this. I see David's idea is much better because I was gonna say, let's travel back in time and pitch this to 2004's Fox TV. No, we could get this on CTV. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably could. Anyways, all right. Let's let's hop into the lab now. Now that we've now that we've also come up with our new TV idea from of the episode. Yep. Um, uh, Walter's where... doing all kinds of tests on her. Um, they're trying to figure it out. Peter's there, I guess, doing stuff. Peter's just <laughs> sort of in, in sort of sitting in a corner, being like, "God fucking damn it, I could be doing my own shit right now." What are you talking about? Peter helps find a girl who can. Uh, see accidents before they happen. It's in the TV guide, so it has to happen in the episode. The TV guides never lied to us. Yeah, literally never. <laughs> TV guide All is right. always right. TV guide is law. TV guide overrides the episode. <laughs> this is TV just guide is, TV guide is love. TV guide is life. <laughs> So, so guys, what we're what we're experiencing here is actually an insane Mandela effect. Uh, the TV guide is actually right. Um, <laughs> the episode got changed. The episode cosmic, got changed. Cosmic rays fell from the heavens and cha- and bit flipped every single copy of this episode and changed it. Oh, all right. Re- really, really, really quickly. Um, new, new, uh, new game that I've been playing. Um, one of the units in the game is called Bearstain. Um, and every other patch, they will swap it from bear stain to burn, uh, like Bernstein. <laughs> wow, that's what fucking awesome, monster! It's amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. That's awesome because it got updated and the name got changed. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! That was bear stain. I I thought that was a reference before. It is <laughs> a was, reference, and then and then it was Bernstein. I was like, what the shit? <laughs> so. <laughs> So good. Is Am there, I the Mandela forms? effect? Is there a form just full of people t- commenting about this? Just every post. What do you think the first guy who discovered that was like? Was he like, oh my god, I'm actually going crazy? <laughs> I would assume I'm going insane. <laughs> oh, but about anyway. the cosmic rays shit. Did you hear about the uh, Danish election where they had that issue? I'm sorry, no. what? So they had an election where they decided to go fully electronic for all the booths, for all the election booths. And then they had an incident where uh, they called in like the inspector because they're like, hey, so we tallied up our numbers and this one person got more votes than is possible in this riding. So we want to know what the fuck happened. 
And so they sent the inspector, he checked the machine, and then they count- manually counted the votes. And they realized that the difference in votes was, um, I think, f- exactly uh, one bit. One, um, bit. I think it was oh, like two one to the power four. Of, yeah. One power yeah. of the two? It was like 40, whatever the 4,000 bit is. I don't know, like 4096 or something? But yeah, it was yeah, exactly yeah. that off. And they went, huh, what the fuck happened? And they so, checked all the software. They checked all the hardware. Nothing was wrong that they could find. And they eventually settled on, I guess, a cosmic ray caused one of the transistors to go off and exactly added like one like bit of information in the number count. So I'd be really interested to hear if those voting machines use ECC RAM or not. Because uh, that's that's a legitimate problem, and ECC RAM gets rid of like almost all of those issues. Um, I believe this happened before that was like a viable, um, just for a cost perspective. Before that was a viable solution. How how long ago I, did this happen? Oh, I don't remember exactly, but I it, it was relatively recently because it was electronic voting. But I think they've solved it now with that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's I'll, just very. I'll... It was. It was just the person who like started the investigation had to go back to their Congress and explain, uh, yeah, so what happened is... You guys know what a bit is, yes? <laughs> just imagining someone having to explain that to a bunch of like 70 like, to 50-year-old not-tech people in Congress. <laughs> like... All right, this is going to sound like tech voodoo because it mostly is, but also it's what <laughs> happened. A long time ago, a star exploded, and it shot some energy towards the Earth. And, and that it really, it really, really wanted our election. person to win. Uh, anyways, yeah, I think back- they all, I think they all laughed at her until she went like, "But we don't have any proof that this didn't happen to other machines at smaller levels, and it might have swung something." Then they all shut up <laughs> and went, "Oh fuck." Hmm. This seems bad. Um, anyways, yes, back, in, back into the episode. Um, we have Emily. Um, they're going through uh, the test right here. Um, we do finally have Peter do something because Peter takes a look at the readouts and is, and is like, hey, look, that's interesting. Um, her brain's getting more oxygen and like blood to it and things than the average person, um, specifically in these regions. Uh, at which point, Walter pulls out the classic. Once again, call back to season one of, ah, yes, Billy and I once uh, theorized that this might be possible. Um, we tried to create a whole TV show based around this premise, but CTV wouldn't listen to us. Some would say we were ahead of our time with our what if TV show, but who knows? <laughs> who would so, watch some nonsense like that? Side note, I did look, at, look it up a little more. It was a Belgian election and it happened... Uh, the bit flipping incident was in like 2007, 2006. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, ECC. I, I, if they weren't using ECC buffered RAM, um, then that is far more likely to happen. Uh, yep. Well, back then, definitely wouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's that's why there's all those fancy versions available that don't fit in your motherboard. Don't worry about it. Or we or we just don't do electronic voting, please. Uh, it's also a thing for like math and stuff, though. Like they're like most most servers use ECC buffered RAM specifically so that this kind of shit doesn't happen. Well, I think IBM specifically was having issues with it when they were testing like high altitude equipment. That makes sense. Anyways, computing yeah. fun. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry for the tangent. Back to back to the episode. 
Um, anyways, they find out who this guy is. Um, they're able to like run some f- spooky facial recognition stuff, and we're able to like locate the man from the bus, and then take a look at that and find his name. Uh, they found his name, his medical records, his stored uh, stem cells from when he was a, from his umbilical cord. <laughs> you know, standard things. Well, that's that's why they've got the other universe, right? Like, all you have to do is have a massive invasions of privacy on one universe, um, and then you don't need it on the other one. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right? Like, that's fine. <laughs> We've cloned the president, but how? The other universe had his DNA. <laughs> He works at a coffee shop on the other side. He was happy to take over as long as we, uh, as long as we offered him some other things. Turns out John McCain makes a mean cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would also be an interesting TV show. It's just like, yeah, no, there, we we made another universe. Um, we're doing I some. I thought you were things. gonna say. I thought you were gonna say, what if John McCain won the election? Ah. <laughs> uh, just an entire television show about that? Do you think Trump gets elected <laughs> if McCain wins that election? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, no. that's a good question. Because Trump wrote that anti-Obama hate. Like, the, the, like the entire birthing thing was sort of his trial run for it. So Yeah. Anyways. Um, I don't think you get that kind of hatred with a white old white man president. <laughs> Anyways, also an interesting like side side effect of that. Uh, um, but yeah, let's let's actually get into the uh, let's actually try and get into the episode here. So yeah, they learn that this guy is a construction worker. Um, they uh, looks like you know he's um, like he hasn't been around like at his like construction firm for like a week or so. Uh, some weird stuffs going on. So they haven't found a way to contact him. But hey, we'll go check out his office or we'll go check out his home and see what's going on. Uh, at which point Peter's like, hey, don't worry, Walter. I, I know what else we can do to help before you can let this child go away. Uh, you need to hypnotize her. Right. We'll we'll learn more <laughs> about the incident and try and figure out where it's going to happen in case we can't yeah. run into this guy. Because even if they find yeah, him, what are they going to do? Like, he's just one of <laughs> all of these people that are dead. Cool, you saved yeah. one guy. And Walter's like, but I don't know how to hypnotize people. And Peter's like, I've seen you do it. You can do it. <laughs> well, no, he 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 does it in such a way that I would be terrified as either the dad who has shown up at this point or the daughter, where he goes, "My Walter knows how to do it." <laughs> They're like, "My what? What, what? what is what, context? Please context." <laughs> what? Um, can, can you please explain yourself, sir? Before before you have this strange man try and hypnotize my daughter, can you explain that sentence? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Olivia and Lincoln go off to that dude's house. They get let in by the landlord, presumably. Landlord's very nosy. They sort of don't tell him anything. And he's like, well, fair enough. I wouldn't tell me nothing either. Um, and then they <laughs> sorry. <immediately laughs> I, sir, do you want another try at that? I wouldn't nope. tell me nothing either. <laughs> okay. That's a little bit better. <laughs> and they immediately start rummaging through this dude's papers. Um, and they find out he's divorced and he lost custody of the child, of his child. And he's really fucked up about that. Um, uh, they and... don't know that last part yet. Uh, just, well, they find that's, it that's out. An, while... that's, that's an educated guess. Yeah. Uh... While Peter and um, Walter hypnotize the child and they sort of get her to relive that vision she was having. 
and she's walking through the area and she's like oh here's like this weird sign that's all broken up and she mutters what the sign says neither peter and walter know what it is for some reason the dad knows what it is and it's the courthouse no, like, no sign. walter no peter knows what it is oh does peter know what it is Pe- peter is able to translate it and then immediately oh, goes okay. it's a courthouse it's it's got to be on okay, the side okay, of a courthouse okay. let's go find out also i'd like to point out we got another callback to season one right here um because the way that they're hypnotizing the child is with the red and green light uh Ooh, it's been a while since we've seen those exactly yeah. like this this episode's just full of fucking just season one like flashbacks yeah um and she's looking around in the sort of vision she eventually finds the dude he's like dead on a pile of rubble and they're like huh what's that in his hand he has like a weird device in his looks hand looks like a walkie-talkie in his hand yep. what a weird thing to have uh, um but yeah. and then they come to the conclusion that oh he's not a victim he's the perpetrator of this event as he's got out, a bomb as it turns yes. out this is unfortunately she does not only predict construction accidents um despite no. despite the fact that this guy I'm... works for a construction company and i was all i was all down for that I mean, hey, he's still construction related, so that's why she could sense him. I was him. gonna see. I was gonna I, say this could just be a demolitions accident. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess as a construction worker, this is a construction accident that he is causing. Uh. <laughs> She's gonna in our in our TV show. We need to see. We need to see her predicting a like bank robbery or something, <laughs> and then the team goes like, "But wait, why are you sensing that?" And she's like, "Oh, I know, the bank robber. He's a construction worker." Well, no, just like the bank robber, he helped design this bank. <laughs> he helped build it. He's an it. architect. He's the architect of the bank and of the robbery. Blah, blah, blah. But that's. But that's not information you get until the very end, so you can play up the promos of like, oh, Megan's ability has changed. <laughs> She's able to see more now. And at, then at the end of the episode, you get to go, but no, it hasn't. <laughs> they say the line about him being the architect of the robbery, and it just cuts to credits. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... No, 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 David, David. They, they, they go, they go he, he was the architect of both the building and this robbery, and everyone looks up at the sky, and it zooms out <laughs> to just the stars, and then we cut to credits. And there's a bearded man in, this, in space, and it's God, and he says, yep, that's right. No, no, no just give some finger guns back down. <laughs> you got it, Megan. <laughs> Like, oh, why have we changed their name from Emily to Megan in this show? Because <laughs> I, I didn't remember her name. It's oh. the keep it legally distinct so we don't get sued. <laughs> Anyways, French team learns that this is the Alston courthouse where the where all of this is going down. And oh look, um, our uh, our victim slash actually now perpetrator um, slash I guess now bomber we can just call him. Uh, is going through security and is like, yep, nope, just gonna put my walkie-talkie off to the side here. Nothing weird about bringing a walkie-talkie in with me. Uh... I'm a construction worker, you see. <laughs> <laughs> I need to communicate with fellow construction workers. I do that through this job. handy walkie-talkie that totally isn't hooked up to the bomb. I mean, the... Shit, I have to go kill you. <laughs> have you seen Fight Club? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have going on. 
The security, there's some weird dude who just keeps talking about how good a movie Fight Club is. We're getting kind of nervous. He's talking about soap and Fight Club. He's mentioned the name Robert Paulson at least five times. (laughs) That's a red flag, right? If someone's really into Fight Club. Probably. (laughs) You know, it just had a lot of really good ideas. Like, it spoke to me. Uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so he gets through security or something. What radicalized you, Fight Club? Oh, no. Um, but yeah, um, Fringe Team has come with not just Fringe Team, because this is a bomb threat that's occurring in like a court of law. So uh, good for them for also calling um, the police department, um, whether it's New York or Boston, who knows at this point. Uh it's somewhere. Um, like, they start evacuating the courthouse or something, um, and the dude uses the dude looks really fucking nervous, but he uses the chance to get through like the security unhampered, and he goes to find that stupid judge or something, right? Yes. Yeah. No. He's going to find the judge at the same time. Um, while the fringe team is making their plan and going, "Yep, we're gonna go in through the main entrance, see if we can find him." Hey, bomb squad, go down, go downstairs because we're pretty sure that the explosion had to come from below. So there's probably like a car or something parked down there, just full of explosives. And well, also like, the size of the explosion isn't anything he could carry on his person and not yep. be noticed. At which point Peter's like, "Don't worry, I'll go with them." And Lincoln's like, "Me too." <laughs> Later, like, Lincoln. Nerds. No, not yet. <laughs> uh, uh, they head off to go look for that. Um, we get we a cut... scene of yeah, we Emily and her family. dad. Yeah, Where... they're heading home. And Emily's like, oh, look, I can do something with my power. I can save people's lives. Uh, Olivia's different. They won't abuse my power or do weird experiments on me. At which point the dad's like, oh, I I don't believe you. Oh, look, there's a a sketchy unmarked van near our house. Fuck it. We're leaving. Pack your shit. The black van from Baltimore is back. Uh. Yep. Uh, Emily's like, no, wait, that can't be. And he's like, no, no arguing, no agency. Let me take that agency away from you again. Go pack your shit. Don't make me take that agency <laughs> away from you. Oh. Um, but yeah, so she starts, she starts packing her bags um, and then has a sort of like, has another one of those sort of visions, closes her door and starts drawing. Um, and starts drawing again. And then. No, we then cut back to the courthouse at this point. Um, um, yeah. And yeah, they're in a back. panic because they found all the bombs. No, um, not managed... quite yet. Right now, right now, there's oh, just no? dude. Right now, there's just Buddy being cool, trying to ask where the judge is um, to a random person who's like, "Uh, court's in session. He's probably in there." He's like, "Oh, cool. Where's that?" She's like, "Uh, do you have an appointment with him?" <laughs> Someone's finally <laughs> yes, doing their job point... and not just. Uh... Yeah, and at which point this is where the evacuation noise starts, and she's yep. like, "Oh fuck, I I gotta leave. There's a bomb threat or something." Yeah, so, and he's something's like, going oh, on. Fuck it. This this guy seems no a little time bit strange. Like the better. I'm gonna get away from him now. Yeah. Um. Yep. Now we cut to the basement or to the parking garage where Fringe Team discovers a fucking massive bomb, uh, in a pickup truck. Um, and are starting to try and defuse it. Um, they're talking with Broyles as well. Um, shockingly, they're all using walkie-talkies, despite the fact that they were already all using walkie-talkies. Like, they they know that he's gonna blow this thing up with a walkie-talkie, and I don't know if you'd want to yeah, put it's... that on the same frequency, man. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's That's not like on the they off know chance. what frequency he's using. Like, just, like, 
it All takes one chance. bad turn of the frequency button to set off the bombs. <laughs> Oops, I sent some static down there. That's not good. Would bro say channel? Would bro say channel five is the bomb channel? No, I'm pretty sure it was channel six. Click. It was channel five. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I always have mine tuned to channel sixty nine at the start, just because it's funny. Click. <laughs> Oh no, the bomber had the same sense of humor. <laughs> nice boom. <laughs> oh no. We're so close, guys. We, we can we, do this. We, we are so are close. We? All right, we're anyways, so um Broyles is telling Olivia to get out of here because he's like, Yeah, no, you know, that observer must must have only meant that you're gonna die in this explosion. What if this is what he's talking about? Uh and Olivia's like, nope, can't live my life like that. Olivia's decided that, you know, she's not going to take this threat seriously. And um, she's just going to live her life. Um, don't, don't worry about any of the consequences. She can't do her job if she worries. We then cut back downstairs. They're like, holy shit, this bomb is massive. It's got all these, like, you know, there's no way we're going to be able to defuse this, defuse this in time. Which point Peter's like, hey, but can you tell me what frequency it's uh, set to, like, go off with? And the guy's like, yeah, sure. I, you know, that's something I can do in like two seconds. All I got to go do is look at this walkie-talkie, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the walkie-talkie taped to the bombs? Yeah. <laughs> um, sure is point, convenient that he left this easy way to jam the bomb. At, at which point they don't go, yeah, what if we like just like turn the walkie-talkie off or just change it to a different channel? Nah, that'd what be if, too... What if, we, what if we take the batteries out of the walkie-talkie? <laughs> No, no, that would be cheating. That would be cheating. Say with changing the channel. We can't do that either. That's not okay. We must beat this man fair and square. <laughs> by by doing something that we can only consider as kind of risky by uh, jamming his frequency by also transmitting on it. Uh, okay. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> um, but yeah, cut back to... Uh, Cut back to Bomber Dude, who has found the judge in all of this Bomber panic as the dude. judge is trying. <laughs> Sorry. What was your I... favorite game to play as a kid, Bomber Dude? <laughs> I loved when he got divorced. <laughs> Sorry. A good story arc. <laughs> I could never beat the courthouse mission. Artist kid kept fucking me up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I have been giving him the wrong name. OSHA violator. Uh... <laughs> I forgot you this time, OSHA violator. How dare you go up that ladder without any help? Or three points of contact. Uh, but yeah, he runs into the judge, uh, gives us sort of like, you you took my family away from you. Now I'm going to take you away from your family. Um, and yep, yeah, tries yeah to... the, the judge who presided over your custody case ruined your life. Yep, not you. Not you, not the... the not also, your ex-wife. Yeah, nope, I was going to say... Just the judge. I was going to say, how is this not aimed at his ex-wife? Or like the divorce lawyer, nope, the judge, for fuck's sake. I mean, has anyone checked in on this guy's ex-wife in a couple of days? Uh, Is there a couple OSHA violations in and around her house? Maybe maybe an OSHA violation or two, something about a loose knife. Uh, He went and just cut all the sprinklers, and he was like, ah, job done. (laughs) Uh, Anyways. But yeah, he's yelling about it. Then finally the police show up. They're like, hey, put your hands up. And he's the guy's like, aha, I'm going to do a pro gamer move and explode this building. 
Um, but nothing happens. <gasps> Gasp. It worked. They're jamming his signal. Um, but don't worry, he's got a second one strapped to his chest because, you know, I'd have two bombs. Uh, <laughs> I have I have so many questions about this. Um, would you like to know what my biggest question about this is? How did he get through security? Um, honestly, no, Nick, I didn't even. Nick has another big question about this. That, that that wasn't even my question. My question was in the vision when she's looking at his perfectly unharmed dead body. Why the fuck did the second bomb not go off? That is strapped <laughs> to him. Why the fuck is her response not? Yeah, I found his face. <laughs> I found his face. Not his head, just his face. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, th- th- there's, there's, there's my question. David's question is way more legitimate, but uh, <laughs> don't worry um, about that. Don't worry about how he got through literally security. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he threatens with that new bomb or something. Uh, how do how do they stop him again? What happens? They just here? talk him down. It's just the classic talk down the man in the suicide vest. Um, okay. Also, are we just like sure that this thing just isn't like? There's like actually no bomb here. Like that's how he made it through security. This is just a fake. Like he's actually a performance actor. Oh damn, he's quite the method actor. I was, I was um, practicing what, for a bit. I swear. I wonder wonder what role he's got coming up. Uh, no, he's a prop. He's a prop comedian. <laughs> it was just a prank. It actually bro. just, it just shoots out. It actually just shoots out like pink goo. All of those um, things in the basement are elephant toothpaste, um, like all those barrels. Uh, but yeah, they talk him down. They arrest him. Yay! Everything's saved. Everyone's happy. Um, but we cut back to the family. Uh, well, yeah, Olivia, family Olivia calls Olivia calls the dad and goes, "Hey, just want to let you know, um, your daughter saved like an, essentially an entire courthouse today." Uh, <laughs> she, she did and the good. dad's like, "Where the fuck is my daughter?" <laughs> the dad's like, "Oh, let me go tell her." Um, goes yeah. into the room, windows open, she's not around. The black van is gone. It's like, ah, shit, they took her. Massive dynamic, out of again. Um, yeah. It's okay, she gets one of those clone mind control boys as a boyfriend. I, I wouldn't want one of those. <laughs> it's just gonna go on another fucking murderous rampage. But this time... Yeah, but she, she can draw oh. pretty pictures of it. <laughs> so, wait, does she draw the things and then he mind control them based on what's been drawn? So it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy? Sure. Yeah. Depends on how you think foretelling works. <laughs> This goes however you want, Nick. This is fan fiction now. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, She's going to get a mind-controlled boyfriend in our series. Oh, no. <laughs> well, no, she's going to start drawing things, being like, wow, I can't, I can't believe that this is happening. And it just so happens that her boyfriend's just mind-controlling and causing the things to happen because she's showing them to him. Like, I can't believe this is going to happen. It's like, oh, that's an amazing idea. <laughs> I can't believe 32 people are going to be killed by an elephant riding a forklift. He's like, what the fuck? I have to do this now. Where am I going to find an elephant? Better question. How am I going to teach it to drive a forklift? (laughs) I don't even know how to drive a forklift. Anyways. The um, things I do for love. No, that's how it falls apart. He has to go take a forklift. class and he becomes a construction worker (laughs) so she draws a picture of him doing it (laughs) 
god. He turns. Oh, he was actually part of OSHA for a while, but he he leaves. He leaves the agency <laughs> over some mis uh, miscommunication or something. Uh, some differences in opinion, and goes and starts working for a construction firm instead. No, he tries desperately not to, because he knows how the mind. He knows how the foretelling works. It only works for construction workers. But he somehow ends up taking a course by accident. <laughs> Well, no, he just ends he goes, up at a construction he goes for site pottery. one day and goes, oh, shit. Oh, he no. goes for a pottery class and accidentally ends up taking, like, bricklaying 101. No, even, even, no, 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 even better. Um, He is um going in, he's going in to go take a desk job, but he's going into the interview and there's construction happening on the main floor. Uh, and that's uh, what gets him. Anyways. I, I need this show to happen now. <laughs> such hot track it's it's inc- it's incredibly garbage like it's oh no he gets a he gets a job somewhere where it's just like some kind of manual labor but it's specifically not construction it's like um like a uh, sanitation work or something but then his company gets bought by a construction company <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes a construction worker oh well they could have a good- really emotional scene for the season finale where he's like babe we're out of money there's nothing else i can do i have to become a construction worker <laughs> and she's like it'll kill you i don't want to have to draw you next listen i've been drawing i've been drawing you dying in construction accidents for years i keep telling you you have to stay away <laughs> he's like i have to for our child <laughs> and she's like i'm pregnant <laughs> Because even she doesn't know because that baby's not a construction worker. No, it's because she sleep drew it. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I hid this from you. You there's... drew it in your sleep. And it's her, like, holding a child. And there's construction outside in the hospital. You were due three weeks ago, but I mind-controlled the baby to stay in. <laughs> just no, you. I've actually just, just mind-controlled you for nine months. You didn't know you were pregnant. Everyone else has been really confused as to why you keep saying that you're not pregnant, but, uh, it's fine. All right. Uh, should we do, like, episode ratings or something? What, what happens We're not now? done yet. We're not we're, done we're, yet. We're almost Are there. We're not done yet? No. Um, so, yeah, the Fringe team then goes, and they're on the hunt to try and find, um, find Emily at this point. Um, they track down the license plate for the, uh, black van because this father's actually, like, surprisingly competent at, like, figuring these things out and took down the license plate. Um, so they go to run it down. Turns out it's just a dry cleaning van, which is so fucking sketchy. There's no way that that wasn't just, you know, massive dynamic waiting, uh, <laughs> in a dry cleaning we, van. Like, there's, there's no goddamn we, way. Who has a dry down cleaning the ownership. van? Who the fuck has a dry cleaning van? We tracked down the ownership records. Massive Dynamic owns that dry cleaning company. Um, but as it turns out, she wasn't kidnapped. Uh, Olivia has a different idea um, and makes her way back to um, that beautiful park where um, this girl seems to that seems to be her happy place, right? This is where she goes. That's why she keeps drawing yep. it. Um, and then she hands Olivia a very beautiful drawing of herself. Well, and no, her we father, get... and everything's happy, and nothing yeah. sad happens. Yeah, we get the close-up the end of the episode. Well of, we get the close-up as well of the whole David Robert Jones, just one insanely bloodshot eye uh, happening as well. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's not good. 
And then, um, yeah, she shows the drawing. It's her dead, essentially, on that bench with her dad looking over her shoulder. And, and her Olivia. dad shows up. Yep, her dad shows up, sees the drawing, and goes, oh, no. Then continues to sit in position as required. <laughs> he, like, scooches a bit and is like, oh, no, wait, hold on. I need to be over here. Am I lined up? Can you hold? Hey, stand over there. Make sure I'm lined up properly. Olivia, God, you, you hold the portrait because you're up in the corner here. You, you got to be able to see what's going on. Uh, I wouldn't have the, this problem if your drawings didn't suck. Oh. Um, but yeah, she she just dies. Um, there is a very sad scene here uh, of her being like, hey, don't worry, I did have a purpose. It was to save all these people. Um, at which point they're like, yeah, um, how about not dying, though? Uh, how about that? She's like, lol, nope. <laughs> Later, have you nerds. considered not dying? And she's like, not really. My drawings say otherwise. Uh... <laughs> oh. Wait, how about sorry, I? How about sorry. I do anyways? Sorry, real, real yeah. quick, going back to PSI. I, I really want that to be like someone who got away with an OSHA violation, and then and then her just being like, "My drawings say otherwise." To your story, and just them showing that in court, uh. <laughs> and the judge being like, "She never well, lies." Well, damn. Not about OSHA violations. <laughs> well, that's admissible evidence. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations on becoming a mother, and she's like, "What?" You calling me fat? <laughs> Listen, I've just been going through a really hard time right now in stress eating. That's what's going on. <laughs> That's all this is. But yeah, she 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 passes away on the bench. Um, Sadly, ruining PSI as a potential show. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what ruins PSI. <laughs> the sole reason PSI isn't happening. <laughs> We then head back into uh, the lab at this point where uh, Olivia has taken one of those observer photos and is studying it intently. Um, the one of the observer that um, mm -hmm. Peter comes back in and is like, oh, hey, look, observers. You guys, you guys, uh, what, are you, what are you doing with those? <laughs> Olivia's like, wait, what the fuck you know about observers? <laughs> at which point they continue to have not properly probed Peter on his past life um, as more things come up. <laughs> that would have been relevant info for this universe. He's like, yeah, they can time travel. She's like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> wait. And which like, no, no, not really time travel. Just they experience time different than us. Um, so they could sort of, like, kind of see the future. Which point Olivia's like, so uh, if they, like, you know, were telling someone something that was going to happen, they wouldn't be able to, you know, they wouldn't be lying about that. At which point Peter's like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Seems like what they do. Uh, well. I gotta go yeah. home. Good night, everyone. You didn't happen to run into an observer, and he didn't give you a warning, did he? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. All right. Maybe. <laughs> and Olivia heads home. There's a knocking on the door. Oh, look, it's her It's her foster mom, Nina Sharp. She's here to hang out, drink some wine, and just, like, Apologize. chillax. Apologize. Inject Cortexophane into the base of your skull. Shoot the shit and goss, you know, normal foster mom thing. <laughs> Shoot the shit and goss. Gross. I hate it. <laughs> um, and Olivia talks about how she's been having migraines, and Nina's like, oh, let me get you this new drug Massive Dynamics making. It's a miracle. Um, we call it Cortexafan. Ooh. Um... And we pan out of the apartment where the observer is watching. <gasps> Ooh. 
And that, finally, audience, is the end of this episode. And that's the pilot to PSI, everyone. <laughs> I know I know it felt like a fringe episode, but it wasn't. You've been lied to. Just like the just like the TV guide never lies, neither do we. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was weird that the TV guide called this episode PSI. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? What was that uh the acronym for again? Uh, psychic safety inspector. Oh hell yeah, David! That better be the episode title. Uh, I don't know how I'm gonna. Ma- I'll try. <laughs> I don't even care that it has nothing to do with the actual episode title. I just want it. I think I'll call it forced pilot or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just no, just no audience. I wanted this one to be called PSI. <laughs> uh, um, glyph. Observer, where yes. where were those friends? Uh, go go do it. The do, or, or. glyph of the episode spells out March. Ooh, Olivia March death. I mean, we know the observers have month names, so March March from the the observer. No, I I don't trust the glyphs anymore after the whole <laughs> t- still alive David Jones <laughs> bullshit. What what do you Bullshit, mean David? That was amazing. What do you mean David? The last 3 being Olivia Death March don't mean anything. <laughs> and the the observer was like visibly in this episode other yes. than the photos of him like he is watching Olivia's apartment, right? Yes. Yes, that is him. Um hey, next episode yeah. clue. Yeah, let's do the next episode clue. Um all right. So, uh there's a construction site. <laughs> No. Uh so David if you <laughs> David, remember... do you remember the construction site? <laughs> David, do you remember a random ass building that I'm not even gonna pretend to know where the fuck this is in the last episode, <laughs> but there's a building somewhere, I swear. You remember I'm every glad, single building I'm in the glad, episode? I'm glad it takes about an hour and a half for Nick to reach the same levels of anger we have normally, Charlie. <laughs> He's a very chill person most of the time. I don't know. Your weird energy just fucking infected me today. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Anyways, if you re- if you remember back to every single building from the last episode, David, um, yep. one of those buildings was an insurance building, and the name of the insurance com- company, Malum Insurance, pro- prominently uh, displayed on the top of the building. But how does that relate? Hey, David, what's the, the last, last name, name of the of... family? Oh, is it Malum? It is. Yeah. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? Hey, David, Pay attention look, to the Malum, episode, Malum, you fucking nerd. The Malum family was insurance to stop everything that happened at the courthouse. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that the actual thing? <laughs> Sorry, let me let me read the entire thing. The prominent signage, Malum Insurance, foreshadows the significant <laughs> impact the Malum family, and Emily in particular, had in protecting and saving the lives of multiple victims at the Alston courthouse. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, we Nick, we we actually need to stop using that site now. No, I love it. I, I I'm, can't I'm, anymore. This this last part this last part is amazing. The first part of like cool. They had the last name of the family in there. They feature prominently can in this we, episode. Can we hire the writer of that website to <laughs> ghostwrite a couple episodes of Psy? <laughs> ghostwrite, he's the lead writer, proudly. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, um, episode, episode ratings. ratings David, I guess. you start us off. 
I I don't know what it was about this episode, but I actually really didn't like it. <laughs> really? No, this this episode kind of sucks. Like as a concept, it's cool. Just the execution of it uh, was uh, the ex- again. I don't know what it, honestly. I don't know what it was about this episode. I just didn't like it. Like <laughs> it's yeah. a solid like C minus for me. So I'm gonna give it like a two point five. David, that's yeah, average. I, two two point five is average in my mind. Yeah, this yeah. is this is like a one point five to a two. I yeah, and I, this is gonna sound incredibly mean. A lot of my dislike for this episode is on um Emily is her name. Yeah. Yeah. That actress. I don't know why. I do not like her performance in this episode. Interesting. All right. Um I, yeah. I, I legitimately don't know why. It's just I, it's so boring and it, it feels like it was done before because that was Ghost Network, right? Where the dude was drawing yep. fringe events. Yep. Like it, it's close enough to that where I'm like, ah, I've seen this before. It just so, also feels like the stakes don't feel high. Like, sure, like someone's going to, like, they're all going to die at the courthouse and stuff. Just they don't feel very real. Like, if all of the panic and all of like the rush towards like stopping him seemed very forced. Just because like we spent a lot of the episode not knowing what he was gonna do or who he was, like that. uh... Also, like there, not a whole lot else happens this episode. This episode does sort of just do the a plot. (laughs) It's supposed to just be. It's supposed to be Olivia's fear of the upcoming death and like her panicking about the observer and stuff. But it just, it's it's all very wonky and it feels weird to me. And I just didn't dig this episode. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I thought this episode was, like, fine. Um, I thought, as evidenced by how much we were memeing the concept, I thought the concept was also completely fine, um, if the fringe science behind it wasn't complete bullshit. But, like, hey, it was a fun way to sort of Was there even this. a fringe explanation for yes. this? Like... Yes, it was, um, like, terrific events like this ripple back in time, and her brain, because of all the extra like brain juice she's got and by that i mean oxygen and uh blood um has been tuned to be able to sense these vibrations and see what's going to happen in these future events so basically bad things happen they ripple back in time she can feel them Uh, Uh, fucking fucking nonsense crash yeah no it's it's a bad explanation um like more um, horrific things have happened that should have been sending her signals like (laughs) Hey, do you remember when you drew that picture of all those people with, this, with their skin grown over their faces? Um, Why honestly, didn't you sense that, Megan? <laughs> so, so, so I know you I, fucking so I will nerd. Say, this, this Our episode, explanation of it only being construction related makes more sense. Fuck, guys, just just let me get my just let me get my rating out, please. Absolutely not, <laughs> please. All right, just just real quick before I get interrupted again. So, like this to, to me, this sorry, episode, Nick, go ahead. This episode, this episode is basically just season one, like season one plot points, an episode. Um, like that, that's what this episode is. Um, with not a lot of new stuff built in. Um, it's basically just season one plot line episodes again. Which is fun, but I also do agree with you guys that this episode is just kind of like meh. I'm gonna give it average, like two and a half. Um, personally, um, the, the fucking review of this episode and everything we've been doing has twisted everything in my head. I thought it was fine on watch, though. Uh, <laughs> now that you've discussed it, you've gone, man. This episode no. is bleh. 
Well, no, that's why I'm. That's why I'm Nick, keeping. Stick with to five. your convictions. Be the one four when we all rate it two, or be the one two when we all rate it four. <laughs> I've done. I've done some of that before. I can't do it here. I can't give this thing a four. Is what I'll say. Um, but I am going to rate it higher than you guys. I'm going to give it just average. I don't think this episode is terrible. I like. I think it's just fine. Um, I don't think it's terrible either. I think I, I think it passes. You would get a degree if you hand this episode in <laughs> as your coursework. <laughs> but but do you hand this in as an episode of Fringe or as a pilot for a new TV show? <laughs> Both. It's a Fringe spinoff, of course. This is the Fringe spinoff they should make? No, David. This is season five. Right here. We find a new person who can do this shit. I would quit the podcast. <laughs> She comes back and now she's the fringe uh, event detector, but only at construction sites. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Hey, okay, David, what's um, that mailbag look like? It's fucking empty. Just like Nick's hopes and dreams after listening to this episode. If you still have hopes and dreams, you should waste them listening to us. Uh, you can also waste your friends' hopes and dreams by telling them where to find us. We are on... Uh, anywhere you can get a podcast, you should know those by now. You're an adult, unless I you're not. In radio. which case, do it. In which case, if you're not an adult, why are you listening to this? Who are your parents? Get better parents. <laughs> there's no. a way to do that, Timmy. Oh no! <laughs> you must listen to me, Timmy, <laughs> and download this podcast on your parents' cell phones, and they'll become better parents. Oh, that, that went better than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I'm impressed we didn't go back to Mind Control Kid right there. But hey, we're here. Uh, if you want to tell us how much better your parents got, you can tweet at us at Forsaf, or you can email us if you know what that is, because apparently Gen Zs don't know what email or folders are. Um, uh, Forsaf at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. Please come back for the next episode. Don't kill your parents. Okay. <laughs> The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.